call is now being recorded. Welcome to the V2V podcast, episode 21. Now is not a time, here is not a place. And with me tonight is uh, my friend and contributor to the show, Sass. Again, we uh, spoke about Aesop Rock and LP uh, a few weeks ago to uh, medium success. I think that went pretty well. And uh, welcome back. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. We got a correction from one of the listeners who apparently took notes as he was listening to the uh, Aesop and LP podcast. And I posted it up in the comments, some corrections he had about um, production and um, some lyrical thing. Cool. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. I thank him for it and, uh, and put it out there because, uh, you know, we always want, you know, we want to come correct. If, if oh, we say something that's wrong, we, of course, we want people who care about what we're talking about to, to constructive. Constructive criticism is always welcome. Yeah. Oh, and it was it was very constructive. I would, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd uh, suggest uh, fans of our conversation now to uh, go back and check that one out too, because it's uh, it kind of deals with some of the stuff we're going to be talking about now um, on a, I guess, a more deeper level or kind of under the surface of some of the concepts that certainly uh, Aesop Rock speaks about and uh, yeah, that art, that artistic thing that uh, happens that you were uh, talking about high, high pattern recognition, things of that nature. Yeah. <coughs> All right. The power, the power of the subconscious. Oh man. That, that is something else, man. That, 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 I mean, I think that is one of the, if not mo- the most, um, powerful thing that you could tap into. Uh, if you can get in tune with it and, you know, contact it, you know? And, uh, a lot of people don't even, they don't even realize that the psyche goes, goes so deep, you know? Right, I was, I was going to ask you about that. Do you think most people are even aware of that? Yeah, they're they're always on the surface, the subconscious level. I mean, on the conscious level, and and they're totally unaware of uh, what's going on elsewhere in, in their brain. And I, I think that you know it, it can help. Like it it could basically manifest things and uh, you know create your reality. If you, it, it's a very strong force to tap into. Sure, I've, I've uh, experienced that personally, especially when I was, um, well, all the t- all the time, but most like obviously, for whatever reason, when I was um, living out in Venice, um, I could literally count on it if I verbalize something that. I wanted to happen or where I would say something that I didn't want to happen inevitably quickly. Yeah. (laughs) Manifest. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like I'd have to be really careful about what I spoke about because like it was, it was very, very strange. I talk about good stuff and it would happen and I, and it was, it's like the, uh, the universe doesn't understand what a don't is. Like it only understands like um, affirmative action. Like, like yeah. it doesn't recognize the. You have to. You have to tell the universe, so to speak, to walk, but don't say don't run because things are going to start running. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like a kid in the hallway. Yeah, I've I've had a, a lot of. Uh, weird, you know, uncanny experiences with the subconscious and um you know, I've done things that I were totally beyond myself and especially in writing. Writing, I've written things that I couldn't fully comprehend and later on down the line lo and behold, 
this hold a lot held a lot of meaning to me that I didn't know when I was writing it, and it, it's it's weird. Like the the subconscious could go far beyond what we can do. You know what I mean? Yeah, that goes to kind of this other idea that both the future can predict the present and the present can predict the past in some weird way. It's like you write something in the past and you don't understand it. And then when it in the future now, you look at it again and, and suddenly it all makes sense. But it makes sense back in the time that you wrote it when you didn't even realize what it meant. But you can like trace it back to exactly what was going on and why you wrote that. But only now yeah. you understand why. Exactly. But you, but you, but you had a, a notion to write it then without any clear understanding of what it meant. Why? Yeah. What? Why was I doing this? And I didn't. I didn't know. You know. And that that goes for other actions too. I've done things that are beyond myself, and l later on, I just found out. You know, like why I did it after the fact in retrospect. And uh, right. that ha that has to do with subconscious intent. I guess I had subconscious in intentions that I was unaware of at the time, consciously. Yeah. Now that's like. I mean, it's hard to like um, find tangible evidence for this kind of thing because it's it's of the mind. But subject. It's very subjective. But on the but on the quantum level. With like quantum entanglement, oh, that's very <laughs> that's very real. Like um, you can you can mess with an, an electron that's like a kilometer away from another one, and the far away electron, the spins, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, hey, and I a, I have yeah, that's amazing. Well, yeah, I ha I ha I've been working on a few theories actually, and. That that is the basis of one of my theories, and um, well, well, one of them is called uh, synchronicity merges, <laughs> and that's that's when two people uh, are around each other so much that they somehow, like over time, they begin to look and sound like each other. And sure, I I yeah, believe that. that. that yeah, yeah, we see that. I do like, just out in the world, like. Mhm. Mm and it happened to me. Look like each other. Yeah. It happened to me uh, a couple times. I've, I had a best friend and I had a girlfriend, and uh, it was weird. Uh, I, well, my best friend, I, I was with him for two years, every day, every night. You know, from school to like after school sleepovers basketball practice, you name it, we were together all the time. And we eventually started to look alike and sound alike and it it was it was a very strange thing and I didn't understand it then but I mean I re I I realized that it was happening at the time but I didn't understand what it was until later on when I grew up uh, and then I looked back and and I realized that this I I call it a synchronicity merge where two people uh start to look alike and sound alike and i have i have another theory that i'm working on i i'm about to write a couple papers and publish them and the other the other one is is called a controlled growth uh -huh. and the the idea the concept behind that is that we can control how we physically grow just with our mental faculties and that's something that i've realized um by idolizing some artists you know like uh growing up i listened to a lot of artists and i would mimic them i would turn around and mimic them and uh you know try to you know perform like them or whatnot and over time, I noticed that I began to sort of look like them and sound like them, and it was weird. And so I believe that there is such a thing called controlled growth where someone can uh, control the way they start to look just with their mind through projection. And, you know, I, I've seen it in other artists, too, like... 
uh, like a, a little bit in the weekend. He, 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 you could tell that he was a Michael Jackson fan. Sure. And now, and if to play yeah, devil's and advocate if, a little bit, like and and also to go back to, to the idea of the subconscious. Now mm-hmm. it seems like it seems like there could be some rather non-mysterious reasons for that kind of stuff to happening too because mm-hmm. of uh, being together a lot, doing the same things, liking the same things, um, mm-hmm. unconsciously um, um, beginning to mold yourself um, as the other looks and, and acts, and they, they're doing the same thing. So there's a, a point of merging when if both parties are doing this, like rather unconsciously, there will be a point when you sound alike, uh, dress alike, look alike, you know, that kind of thing, talk, use the same words. Um, Yeah. uh, That's not to discount like some of the more, um, to use a horrible word, some uh, metaphysical aspects of that idea. But I mean, uh, it could be totally, uh, totally natural. I don't think it's supernatural. I think it's a total, totally natural process. And right. the fact that 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 it, it is very subjective by nature is um, why it's probably not even, um, you know, a topic in science. Well, and some people I, will do that consciously too, like yeah. on purpose. Like, oh yeah, hey, yeah. I, I idolize that person. I, I'm going to craft. My persona, all, all the Michael Jackson things. To be, well, yeah, to be like that. All the Michael like Jackson fans. Really obvious, right? Sometimes it becomes really obvious that a person is doing that. Say, like an artist, like, and you spot them out, like, oh, that guy's just trying to be like that other guy, and yeah. and then they lose credibility for it. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're not being original, <laughs> right? right? Yeah, if you're gonna be an artist, the the whole point is to be original and to be yourself. <laughs> And and when you see that in an artist that they're biting another artist, or whether they idolize them or whatever, um, it kind of t- it's a it's a turnoff in a way because then you're realizing this guy's just a copycat in a way. Unless you're honest about it and you're like really wear your influences on your sleeve, like and are really upfront about it and say yes. Well, I even do. even that even then that that means you're not that creative. You're not creative enough to sure. bring your own your own uh, character and your own. Uh, right. The method and technique. I mean, right. uh, that that's still that's still down down. No matter how you look at it, because it, it means that the person isn't you know as good. They're you well, know. Yeah. And no one, no one. Said, Go ahead. I was gonna say no one's gonna ever be better than the original. I mean, like they can try to be. I mean, you know what I mean. But well, there. The, yeah, but what's original? You I mean, know? I mean like, the pr- the the. Oh, I'm talking about like artists copying other artists' methods and deliveries and you know sounds and yeah, but it's it's a it's a requirement of art to be to do that. Like you have to have a basis to launch from. You know you have to. Like well, no no, there's no artist in a vacuum. You know who? Well, that's, that's no true. Influence. And it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I I hear what you're saying, but but when it's a little too obvious, I mean, I, I don't know. I I think it's kind of a negative thing because because it feels like you know the guy doesn't have creativity or whatnot. Right. I mean, there are. I mean, who are, there are if they're ori- more original than others, yeah, for sure. Like yeah. absolutely, but like someone like Aesop Rock, mm-hmm. it's not widely known, but. He was greatly influenced by a, a Bay Area rapper by the name of AC Alone, and even I'm, took some of his cadences and esoteric subject matter really to heart. But really, but made it completely his own. Yeah, you can you should check. What that was out. his name? Like, AC Alone. Oh, okay. I, I, I had no idea. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Uh, but I, I, I knew that he listened to Big Daddy Kane. I've heard him mention Big Daddy Kane in some of his records, but 
I haven't, uh, I didn't really know his influences. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating. I accidentally found it. Um, and the way I accidentally found it, this influence that he doesn't, has never mentioned is, um, oh, what's the song? Um, um, where there's a sample of, of someone saying, uh, uh, electric charge coming from the mainframe. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's. I, I know what album that's from. That's from Labor Days. It is. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm from where the beat stretch for Mad Blocks. Blocks. Yeah. That's a. Those are two lines from directly from this other rapper, and then I went back oh, okay. and listened to that album, and. Some of the subject matter and not the words themselves, but there's a whole stylistic thing that you can you can draw a direct connection to. It's really yeah. fascinating. Yeah, because this guy AC alone was very eclectic, eccentric, not well right. known, um, be, probably because of that. Like, you know, he was in the he was in the group. Like with um, guys like you know E40 and Too Short, um, Spice One, those guys who were much more blunt and direct in their messaging regarding mm -hmm. where they were from, what they were doing. This other guy, he was much more like all-encompassing regarding his subject matter, and would go places um, that that most people wouldn't. And it, uh, he. Then later he like came to L.A. and was part of the um, um, Lamert Park like good cafe scene. Oh, okay. With with Kanye and all the like, it, it's very deep. But like, so you can you can track all this stuff and somehow like without mentioning it, Aesop drew a lot of hidden influence. That he doesn't really like wear from that scene. Kind of, kind of cool. Original. Yeah. Like that's the, that's the way to do it to, to not, to borrow without being too obvious or to take inspiration from people without sounding like them or. Yeah, you know, without like making, yeah, without making it very apparent. Yeah. Now, I, now I think that was less unconscious and more more calculated and um like an artistic um or stylistic decision that he made to to pull from from different people because uh, I mean I've never really heard like him mention like his like direct influences I don't know if I, I've ever heard a yeah interview or read an interview about where he got his early inspiration from other than like you mentioned like Big Daddy Kane yeah, which there isn't really a. I mean, you play one, you play the other. You, there's, I can't really no, determine yeah, the connection other than maybe the multi-syllabic thing. Well, they come from the same area, so I, I think that's that, that that that's the connection right there. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and Big Daddy Kane was the man. You know, you couldn't deny it. Uh huh. And, and he's from New York, right? Yeah, yeah. They're both. Yeah. Uh, I guess from the same area. I'm not. I'm not totally clear. I don't want to say say something that I, you know, am unaware of. But I would imagine that's the that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, that's where hip hop originated, the East Coast. And uh, sure. What was it? I I wanted to talk about uh, intuition and dreams. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that's a that's a good segue because. Because, you know, rap lyrics are pretty intuitive and dreamy in a lot of cases. Like, they mm -hmm. just kind of come from where, who knows. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, intuition is a sense that that's, I mean, that's something else, you know, and, and, that, and that's connected with the subconscious as well. And I've had a lot of strange uh, experiences with that as well. And... um I mean, I, I've received information that I shouldn't know. I mean, that sounds crazy, 
That sounds batshit crazy, but I know I know it sounds crazy, but it, it's something that that I've you know I've had time and time again, and also um, you you know how how the stomach is more well developed than the brain, the actual brain, because we're deuterostomes uh, in biology. Uh, we're, uh, there's protostomes and deuterostomes, and deuterostomes are animals where the anus grows first in the womb, and protostomes is an animal where, um, the face or the head grows first. And because of, because of that, yeah, our stomachs, uh, are, are more, they ha- I think they have more nerve endings, and they, and they're more well, we're well developed. And that's why our stomach, you know, the you know the gut microbiome, right? The bacteria in your stomach and how right. how it hijack how it hijacks your brain to tell you what to eat. Of course, right? Yeah, and and then and then you got a gut instinct. You got a gut mm-hmm. instinct where where you know something is wrong for sure. Like right. it just right, and you can it just actually physically feel it. There. Feel it. Yeah. yeah. So the the stomach is very aware, and I would say it's even more well developed than our, our actual brain, in, in a sense. Uh, through evolution, through evolution, of course. Right. There's uh, a weird side note. So. And 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 I believe that has that that that's connected with intuition too, the gut instinct. So think about this: how like developed like a stomach is per se. Uh, now I'm going to talk uh, briefly about a different animal, but mm-hmm. um, uh, scavengers, birds like um, condors, vultures, right? Yeah, uh, they can eat literally anything, and the reason why they can eat anything, including metal, or and anything that um, you know, bones like. All of the material yeah. of a dead animal, like debris, dirt, rocks, because this, their stomach acid is 300 times as strong as the stomach acid in a human being. Wow. Right? So then the question becomes, even in our own case, well, why doesn't the stomach digest itself? Oh yeah, because the stomach line, the stomach lining. Um, I, I know that it could it could burn through metal if if you throw. Uh, I heard if you throw yeah. up in a in a sink and you leave it, it could it could eat through the metal. Right. So imagine then, like that's the power of the human being, like digestive uh, juices. Imagine that on you. <laughs> imagine that on you. No, 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 thank you. But. <laughs> But these birds are like literally, and this is not something I'm just like conjuring up. Like, are 300 times more powerful. Um, that is that is nuts, and man. Like you, I just like you think like <laughs> like talk about like a well developed stomach. I mean, in a bird's brain, you know, it's very tiny. It's pea sized. Yeah. Yeah. Yet the stomach rules. You know, in in so many ways. Um, mm-hmm. dinosaurs that have had millions and millions of years to evolve, you know, as as birds, and you know, and, and birds are in fact um, the direct descendants descendants of, of dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, they've had a long, long time to evolutionary evolutionarily develop, uh, much longer than than humans have. So yeah. I guess it's not surprising that um, these capabilities come to light over time. The you know the ability to literally eat anything and and be able to uh, survive and thrive yeah. over over millennia. It's fascinating. Um, so yeah, I, I get I see your point about you know the stomach being like the quote unquote most most evolved. Or developed yeah. organ in our in our body, sure. Um, and and it, it, it knows everything that we do. Yeah, like exactly. It, tell, it, tell, it lets you know how you feel, and um, if you eat something you don't like, it lets you know that it's not good. And right. uh, I, I, they found recently they found a link 
between uh, schizophrenia and mental illness a direct link between food consumption and uh, mental illness. And they say that hmm. if you eat if you eat a lot of processed foods and junk foods, that you're likely to go crazy directly from that. Right. Huh. Now, is that just because of, like, lack of real nutrition that... Well, it could, it, it could be... I think it has a lot of adverse effects that we're unaware of. We don't know the long-term effect of all these processed foods. So that's why, uh, like, a raw diet is always best. If you could just eat raw raw vegetables and stuff. Right, because processed foods are really new to us as humans. Like, definitely. We don't know the long-term effects. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, over what, the last hundred years? Everything was uh, essentially raw up until the you know modern age when when uh, yeah really when kind of like when plastic came came around exactly uh, I was about to mention mm-hmm. mention that right now I was going to say yeah they do that to increase the shelf life of a product and plastic has a lot of adverse effects too from what I hear um, just even wearing like I've heard if you wear plastic slippers the the soles of your feet can absorb chemicals and actually change your body and make you sick in a way. And and, and right. it's really, it's affecting nature in, in a way that's uh, beyond our understanding. Like, it's really harming the wildlife and whoever's in constant contact with it. Um. Sure. And But the thing is, the interesting thing about plastic is in... In some ways, it's uh, well, it's certainly less expensive than using uh, paper products, and in other in other ways, it's also less damaging to the environment, which is kind of crazy. But the implication may be far greater than uh, chopping down a tree because you're you're combining you're you know compounding these chemicals into making new substances that. We don't know the long term or even short and medium term effects of. Um, yeah, and I, I think we, it's about time because uh, I think we, it's about time that we actually confront our society about the use of it. I mean, the bottling industry and um, people who produce plastic products because I mean, it's it's not a natural thing, and from my understanding, I'm I'm a science enthusiast, and from my understanding, right. that it's it's not good for anyone or anything. Yeah, right. So, but you so have two warring lobbies, though. You have like the plastic industry <clears throat> got a lot of money and resources and a, and a very loud voice, and then you have the paper product industry, which is very similar, but um, it's better. Well, maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, it's yet. I think it's yet to be determined. But, but I think the problem is, is that because you have these two warring factions, which are both very powerful, it becomes increasingly difficult to make anything change because there's like a stuck in our ways for profit. You're well. There's you're stuck in the middle of these two things. Like, yeah, and then you have people. Who, dreaming of, of, you know, everything made out of hemp, which is also, uh, you know, in a lot of ways, it's a pipe dream. Yeah. To uh, use a bad analogy, but it really kind of is because that that industry has to grow up so big to be able to compete with these other two things, which... But it would be so much better. It It would would be be so much better. better. But the powers that be, they're either going to co-opt it or buy it, yeah. buy it out, and that might I be mean, a good thing. But but if, um, I, it's, it's, I I I I think if you know, um, I guess public educators come out and start holding functions where people unite and you know like they raise con- uh, awareness in in the public about it. I think that we may stand a chance if we boycott it in a way. I mean, that seems to be I, the best uh, the best way to do things. Like um, to really make a mark is to not participate 
But mm-hmm. then, of course, that leads to other issues too, where you know you end up you end up finding yourself halfway out of society because you're not you're not conforming to the standard that is seemingly required, you know, by yeah, by it's weird and it's not by any you know one person. No one's like saying you need like it's the system as a whole. If you try to opt out, it will shun you in in so many ways, like. And, that, and, that, and that's why unity would, would, would uh, unity and raising awareness would be a key thing in it. Um, if a bunch of people did it, you know, and it wasn't just one person doing it, that one person wouldn't be isolated. It would be a movement in a way, and right. that that's you know, probably what we need. What we're, that's kind of what we're doing in a little small way here, where you know yeah. a few hundred people will, will hear this, uh, and as we go on, more people will. You know, hear us talking about this stuff. Um, yeah. Right now, we're fairly small, but but we're picking up you know listeners every day and getting you know more views. Uh, people are spending more time uh, listening to the uh, the show, and and so it's good. It, it makes you want to keep doing it because um, this is the kind of Progress. stuff that I don't hear. Like I don't. I, I think a lot of people don't hear it. Like, I listen to a lot oh, yeah. of information, and I generally I don't hear conversations that are, you know, like, go along these lines. You yeah, know, I, I mean, the media... I don't know. I don't know if it's a cultural the me- the, that... The media... The media I, I'm sure the media is already aware of this, and it's something they would never want to cover because they, they would lose money. Um, the establishment, uh, you know, the powers that be... And that that's why it's not really talked about ab- abroad and like uh but you know we we did make one little small step of progress by banning straws in California, but I think we have to go way further than that i think I think we we need to you know really start you know caring about nature and you know like Tesla u- using zero emission vehicles and not wasting water, being being aware of how we're using our water and resources, and using the right resources, and uh, the, I believe that's the way to live, and, and to and to lessen uh, cow farming because that that's really uh, the no, number one. That's the number yeah. one contributor uh, to global warming. It's from what I understand, it's more than fifty percent of global warming is caused by that, and and. You know, all the other pollution that we make doesn't even come close to that, you know? Sure. Uh, there are, there are uh, more cows in this country than there are people. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, I mean, and, and not, not, not even to mention how many chick- chickens are. There are, um, you know, yeah, the mess, chickens. the mess, having you know, the green out. A, a billion cows, like roaming, these giant, <laughs> uh, agribusiness farms, you know, that are farting up a storm and, and ruining yeah. everything. It's true. But yeah. Like, people want the methane. The methane, that's true. Uh, the methane um, is causing a greenhouse effect. And I believe that, like, you know, the reason why people are so careless is because they don't really, they're not they're not too aware, you know. They think that maybe cows are dumb animals when, when cows cry. <laughs> When they give, right. you know, they they they're emotional animals. They're intelligent uh, beings, and sure, um, I don't think people are aware, you know. And, and if and people were educated, uh, especially keen on science, then I believe that they would be uh, more conscious towards that, and they wouldn't they wouldn't want to eat meat to get protein because the essential amino acids that your body needs. I mean. The, the, you don't have to eat meat to receive it. I mean, there's so many other sources and better sources for you. Right. What do you think of the um, uh, lab lab grown meat phenomenon that's about to hit? That big that guy? that's hip. That's hip. You know, I, I'm for it. I'm I'm for it. You know, I, whatever whatever it takes to you know lessen the cow farming and, and lessen our footprint on this planet. You know. Sure. You'll be able to. And and what's more. Is any any weird exotic taste you might have? You can you'll be able to kind of uh, order it up, so to speak. Like if you if you know if you want to eat rattlesnake every night, yes, you can. And, and no <laughs> that's awesome. In the making, no rattlesnake stuff to die in the making of your dinner. Like 
it's uh, it's kind of nuts, and it's definitely um, on the way. I think the idea is that um, like cultivated beef and uh, chicken is going to hit supermarkets in a couple of years. So it's definitely coming. Now, if we could all eat uh, lab-grown meat and drive Teslas, <laughs> maybe would, the world would be, be a better place. Oh, yeah, it would. It definitely would because uh, we wouldn't, you know, we'd slow down uh, global warming and bring it to a halt, hopefully, over a period of yeah. 50 years because right. we don't even have, uh, from what I understand, we don't even have a gas supply for more than 50 years. The, right. The pet the pessimists were uh, arguing like 15 years, and the optimists were arguing 13 years for the amount of uh, mm. gas we have left. And uh, we're going to have to change eventually. Why not do it now instead of you know going through uh, you know taking that risk? You know, <clears throat> isn't it isn't it interesting that we never hear about that anymore? Or at yeah, least I, I, not, I know. Not, I, not, I, uh, years. I used to read. I like, used uh, to be like the like all the time. Like oh no, oil. Like oh. We're yeah, out. we're running out. We're running but out. I used to read news articles on it all the all time. All the time. And yeah, not yeah. anymore. Yeah. Now we're the, just focused the, on the orange. Now everyone seems to be just focused on, you know, the orange guy in the White House. Yeah. Uh, uh, which, I, which I think is a purposeful distraction, to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. They they, they definitely, a, they got a good distraction right there because he's a celebrity. Oh, my and God. It's a perfect People pay attention to him like, you know. <laughs> And, and, right? and the funny thing is, so many people believe every word he says. They're not skeptic whatsoever, and and that that's pretty sad because the guy doesn't. I mean, the only criticism he gets is from the left, and you know, and the left are kind of like extremists themselves, and no one even takes them seriously. You know what I mean? So, well, you know, when you hear him talk about when you hear him talk about like the deep state or whatever, and how everyone's out to get him, that is the distraction yeah. because. Because he's not really talking about anyone that anyone can see or that anyone knows the names of. There are there are the people behind the throne, so to speak, yeah. who have essentially installed him there as a distraction so they can continue uh, running the world. And it's a, he's a, like the perfect foil, like, because they've got all this now, like, cause normally, like, the president uh, on the public stage does things that a president does. And they make decisions and do things and enact legislation or sign legislation. None of that is happening. Like, it's not, that doesn't go on now. So these his his handlers have all the time in the world to do exactly what they want to do without any any scrutiny whatsoever because everyone's focused on him. It's, well, and, and, and it's he's quite amazing. Of, yeah, he's getting a lot of support too. That's the thing. Everybody's for him without even you know even everyone. Uh, um, yeah. Go ahead. And the people yeah. that are are for him, I mean, I don't, I don't mean to be offensive or anything, but they're not the brightest bunch of people, you know. For sure, and the people that are against him are buying into the whole game too. Like, yeah, it's it's two sides of the same coin. Yeah, that's what that's what that's what's wanted that there be this these factions formed so that. <clears throat> They can just slide right through the middle and do all the things that they need to do without anybody noticing. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. in a normal, in a normal, uh, quote unquote, like government administration, there's much more focus on mechanics of the world, like the oil thing, like um, yeah, tangible things, like big issues, like you know the things mm-hmm. that affect many, many people. That those are the headlines, like the you know, oh, like the war or like all of that stuff. Those are the things that people are paying attention to. Not anymore, because yeah. they they created the perfect diversion with this guy. They're like, hey, reality TV, reality president. Yeah, I, and you know, you know, it's crazy when when the when the country's in conflict, when it's, when the U.S. is in heavy conflict. 
Um, mm-hmm. that, that, it seems like that's when, you know, what I call the social engineers, that's when yeah. they're working on people the most through the media. But right. as, yes. as they, they've laid off as of late, you know, and they haven't been doing it, haven't had to do anything, you know, like this distractions or this, you know, deceit. They haven't right, because the media has been co- right. Exactly, the media has been co-opted too. They're also being used as this tool of distraction, so yeah. that they're focusing so that no on the one really knows what's going on anymore. It's it, ask it, anybody it, about ask anybody about anything that's going on in the world that is of any consequence, and the answer will probably be, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like how? Because how do you even find out? Because we were talking about this idea about truth. Like, you know, what is truth? <laughs> and that 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 the definition of that word has been so blurred that yeah. it's really difficult to even assign a clear definition <clears throat> to what's real anymore. And again, that's part of the plan. It it must be because otherwise. We wouldn't be talking about what the nature of truth is if yeah. cause it used to, it seems like it used to be pretty clear cut um even if even if we were being lied to, we kind of had a good idea that we were being lied to, but yeah it, it seems more and more that that those lines are becoming so blurry that um, you've got people who would just say, "Oh well." If he said it, or if, or if, if uh, I believe it, then it must be true. Ooh, yeah. And then and somebody then, else going, no, because you said it, and you believe it, it must be false. Like there's no, there's no definitive, like thing you can point to and, and say that that's real. And, yeah, and, um, and that's it seems crazy. Like- the social engineers are focusing on the youth through the music industry, and mm-hmm. I, I've I've noticed a great deal of uh, in the new age hip hop or the rap uh, a feminization of black males. Oh yeah, and, and uh, yeah, no, and that's not that's not really the nature of the culture, and it's being injected into it all. Of the new age rappers that are popular right now, they're yeah. in some way, in some way, I mean, excuse my language, like really fruity. Very, yeah. Even even the music is is kind of soft and fruity these days, you know. To use yeah. a, a weird term, like it's very, uh, very synthy and and soft and you know slapping. Yeah, and, and there's nothing, and there's, and there's no, I don't think there's anything wrong with being gay, but I mean they're ruining the culture in a way. Well, there's only a like okay, all the music that you're talking about, generally speaking, is <clears throat> like there's only a very few people who can greenlight any of this stuff. Like I think the myth of the of the internet sensation has been widely overblown. Like. <clears throat> And people talk about the death of the music industry, and they're yeah. absolutely wrong, like 100% absolutely not not correct. <clears throat> like mm-hmm. streaming services like like Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, um, they run the show in conjunction with Warner Brothers and the other <clears throat> major label record companies. Um, absolutely, and there's like maybe like 10 people on the planet that really have the power to to say, yes, this is going out there. We're going to put, you know, a billion dollars behind it to make sure that everyone hears it. And everyone's going to hear it. Like, it's guaranteed. So, and then, of course, that influences, like, kind of like what we were saying in the beginning, that influences all these other people who want to be artists and who naturally are going to try to emulate the music that they hear because that's what they're exposed to. So then you get, uh, then all of a sudden you get all the, everything that's coming out is super fruity. And 
Like it's like a bubble gum, you know? And it's, it's a, it's a weird phenomenon because you, you still have the, the, those elements of like thuggishness and, yeah. and, but coupled with this very strange feminine softness. Yeah. That the new almost. Very, like, it's very odd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's like, and, and I don't think, you know, I, I'm enough of a music head and, and appreciator of music to to not think that it's me being older and saying, "Oh, those darn kids today," because hmm. no, because not not that because the people that are making this music and are, are releasing this music are are my age or just a little bit younger. Like they're not, you know, these aren't these aren't like I think I think they have an up, you know what I mean. I think they have an agenda and. What I think that I believe that they're trying to do through this is convince the youth to be homosexual so that they could have a little bit of more power over population control. <clears throat> I think they have too. A, there's a reason for it. I don't think it happens for no reason. And you know, because there's a lot of big money backing these guys up, these guys up, and they got big record labels behind them and. They're they're pretty much being told what to do. They're like, hey, if you wanna if you wanna be a success, if you wanna be rich, well, you gotta do this and you gotta you gotta deliver, right. you know. And, and, so it's just and like farm, is this like culti- is this like cultivating all, and farming oppression, like. And they're all falling you know I mean? in line. I've noticed that they're all falling in line and doing it. They're all doing it because the record labels are telling them you have to do this, and I believe there's a reason for it. And you know, even even. Shoot, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I feel like well, you know what I mean. Is this like, is this like the people in charge like purposefully cultivating a group of people that they can then turn around and oppress? Yeah, right. Like, no, it's good, it's good, it's good, and then a couple years from now, no, it's no good anymore. Like, you're all bad. Like, yeah, whoa. Like, I could, I can really see. That is being somewhat of an agenda to uh, – it's a great, great way of controlling somebody to, you know, it's like force feeding. And then and then suddenly, like, no more food. Like, and then at that point, also going back to the stomach thing, you have them under your complete and utter control. Like, yeah. you know, here's all this. Yeah, eat it up. Like, eat up all this crazy music. That we're telling you to like, and all your friends mm-hmm. like, and I, and then, I believe it's ha- having an ill effect on the on the youth. It, it really mm-hmm. is because they're not growing up to quality music like like you and I did. They're growing yeah. up to pure uh, super hyper superficialist garbage, you know. Right. And yeah. it, it has um, no substance to it. It's not about anything real. It's just about money, bitches, drugs, and that's as far and oh, and maybe killing. And that's about as right. far as it goes. And that, right. that's I remember about... a few years ago. I remember a few years ago uh, when I was first introduced to like like trap music. Yeah. Um, my buddy's like at the time he goes, yeah, I just like wallpaper. Like uh, you don't really li- don't really listen to the lyrics. Like there's not much there, but like it's nice to have on the in the background. And now it's in the foreground. And now all of a sudden like. That became no longer just wallpaper, but the predominant sound that is infiltrating everything. And why? You know, it's it's, uh, it's a weird phenomenon that I think we should further explore for sure. Yeah, and, yeah, and um, I I also wanted to touch on uh, dreams and dream manifestations, if you don't mind. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, and symbolism. Symbolism is pretty big in uh, our culture. Uh, have you, you you have you ever studied Carl Jung? Sure, and I think he's being badly abused these days. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he 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 uncovered the thing about the un, uh, the collective unconscious, right? And the symbolism behind everything. Uh, well. And 
archetypes. Archetypes are big. Um, yeah, I mean, symbolism is huge in our culture, and, and I I wanted to write. I originally wanted to write a book about universal dreams because there are a lot of dreams that all of us have, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. they hold. I believe they hold great meaning, and and that's why we all have them. And um, uh, I've had a lot of of my dreams come true in, in, in a symbolic way, you know. And in, in, in retrospect, I sit sit there and look back, and I uh, pick it apart, you know, and I see things inside the dream, and I realize that it, you know somehow it 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 manifests in my way, and and I may just be drawing that connection and assigning it meaning. But I believe it, it does have a meaning to it, and I, I don't know if you, you've ever uh, had the same experience. Have you? Uh, with like dreams manifesting themselves in some sort of yeah, like real way. Symbols, symbols in your dreams, and then in your day something happens where it was like kind of you know uh, uncanny or kind of awkward. You're like, whoa, that's kind of awkward, you know. Maybe, but yeah, I'm I'm the kind of person who I'm the kind of person who generally doesn't um, hold on to like dream memories. Um, oh, okay. So I don't know. Like, okay. I guess well, that, that's I, the real answer. I'm not I'm not aware. I'm not like highly aware of it. But, mm, okay. But my I, but my intuition tells me that that yes. Um, but I couldn't tell you why or, or like in detail like. How how that happened? My experience has main, mainly been with conscious manifestation, um, where I think of something and then verbalize it and then watch it happen. Yeah, or, or I've, I've, I've had that, experience. or watch things like it happen. And I don't know if it's because I've just become hyper aware of what I what I want or don't want, and then watch that occur in the world, kind of like. Um, buying a car that that you haven't seen before, and you get in it, and suddenly you see ten of them on the road. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Like it, it's a good question, but I I don't really have a good answer for that. But yeah. I but I believe that 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 is true in some sense, but I I couldn't tell you the like the mechanics of of how that works, or if it's just being suddenly more aware of your own thoughts so yeah, you seek out that in the world too i don't know you you have to be very very conscious 